The season is upon us. Welcome to the Chirpin' Yodis, your favorite fan-made podcast. Join me as always, is Stathead Grandy, my man Chase, and the still intro-less Haynes. Boys, how are we doing? Doing pretty good. Just watching some hockey. Glad it's back. Life always feels so much fuller when I'm able to watch some hockey. How about you, boys? Shut up best there, Grandy. It's great to have hockey back. You know, two more days, we have the Coyotes coming back, but... It is great to see hockey back on. It's exciting to see Seattle playing their first game tonight. So just happy to be back in the best time of the year, hockey season. Yeah, so we're watching the game as we're uh, recording this. So note to the editor, please oh, forget. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the editor, uh, oh, go ahead, hey, Chief, sorry about that. Face. Oh, no, no problem, boys. I'm uh, doing good. Obviously, I'm uh, excited that the season's finally upon us here. Um, obviously, uh, you know, life is better with hockey around and on all the time. So, um, excited to get into the season, excited to talk hockey with you guys tonight. And uh, how are you doing, Tyler? I'm doing well. Uh, busy, busy week at work. Personal issues, all that good stuff. But I guess, like you guys have said perfectly, uh, hockey's back. And that means it's the most wonderful time of the year. And it's not Christmas, at least not yet. It'll it'll come quick. Uh, quick editor's note. Uh, sorry for the lateness of the last episode and the choppiness. I did the best of my amateurish abilities. Uh, looking to get the episode out on time, probably tomorrow night, as I do have to open bright and early tomorrow. Uh, so expect that around the evening time for your evening commute and or gym workouts, things like that. So, you know, uh, I do love that you're, you're telling them to, when to expect it as they'll be listening to it. You know, that's a, you know, it's, it's called an editor's note. I'll know when I'm editing this to be like, oh, yeah, don't mention that ever again. Thank you, Granny, for making me feel self-conscious and needing more therapy. Appreciate that. So, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, my therapist thanks you for the extended bill. Anyways, we ready to get into this thing, boys? Ready to talk uh, hockey before our Coyotes play on Thursday? Yes, sir. All righty. So, first on the agenda... We're going to talk about, wait, are we going to say we're going to do our, our contenders first? You want to go into the carry price thing first? I, I think I mixed up my notes here. Let's, do the, let's talk about the app, and then we'll go into the carry price thing. Sounds good to me. Okay, I'll make sure I was facing the right way. So the Coyotes, uh, it was like what, a couple of days ago, launched their own app. I think it's the same company that made the Cardinals app. It acts this exact same. So I'm assuming it's the same company, brand, whatever. Um, this week, I like it a lot. I've been using it. I think it's better than the NHL's combined app. Not that I hated that app because it was all right, but I like this one more. And uh, Granny, you said you used it, well, the different team's version um, at the game you went to. You want to tell us about that since you have first-hand experience that I do not have at this time. Yeah, so um, last week I was able to go up to the Minnesota Wild preseason game and every team launched their own version of this app. And if I'm pretty sure all the teams use the same company, so if the Coyotes app is anything like the Wild app, what I really, really liked about it is it gives you, it, it, it increases your uh, in-game experience. Like one of the things I was able to do is order food from my seats, get a ding when it's done, walk up, skip the line, and just get my food and get back to my seats before play even began again. Didn't miss a second of the action. That's always nice. And Grubauer did it again. Yes, he up did. again. Oh, <laughs> tank anyway. season. Well, actually just a quick aside. Uh, I checked the app store for the Red Wings app. They don't have one. Oh, like at all. Don't. No, surprisingly not. I don't know if it's, it's still in the works, but yeah, nothing. You have the NHL app and then it goes to like one of these little generic little See apps that? they have. Yeah. That's interesting because both the Wild and the Timberwolves have one, and they act they act in very similar ways. So, hmm. interesting little thing there, live on the air. <laughs> That's direct reporting. How about you, Chase? What do you uh, What do you think about it? Technology. Oh yeah, I mean, I've, I downloaded the app. Obviously, haven't been to a game yet, um, but definitely excited to you know, go check out some some games this year and put that app to test. To the, through the test and stuff like that um but obviously like grandy said um you know anything that enhances um the arena experience is always a good thing in my book um because it's always kind of one of those things it's like oh man dude, i mean i really do would 
want a beer, but who knows how long the line's going to be? How long am I going to miss this? And so, I mean, I, I like this a lot. And um, yeah, definitely excited to use it for sure. But that's all I got on it, man. Efficiency. Yeah. It was nice. We went somewhere out here. My sister's graduation or something like that. You could use the sports app out here and it'll let you order food and just go to a little side window. That was pretty cool. So I'm guessing it's probably just like that. So that's that's pretty awesome. Haynes, what you think? I I like it. I think it's um you know, we were talking earlier before we started recording, you know, we had mentioned how a couple years ago they had teams had their own apps and all that, and then when the NHL kind of really grew NHL TV, the app kind of merged, everybody's team app kind of merged into the NHL app and it just became the NHL app. So I I like that the teams are bringing back. I know not everybody has, but I like the teams are getting the chance to make their own apps again. I personally am a big fan of the wallpaper Wednesdays, the Kai's post. So like, I like being able to like, access all the Kachina wallpapers that they're releasing through the app. And I like going to look through my Kai's news there and not having to go on the computer on the team's website can just look through the app. So I, I love it. And I think it's a perfect way for fans to, you know, quickly look at stuff and get news and information and pictures and wallpapers and all other fun sorts of stuff and shop the team shop all in one. So I, I love it. I think it's great. It's uh, embracing the future. First with PHNX, now the app. I mean, I'm glad the uh, Coyotes are being very, I guess, forward, I guess is the right word to say that progressive forward. I don't know. Well, speaking of progress, change, things like that, uh, we've had a pretty big bombshell, as you boys know. Um, Carey Price taking a step back mental health. It seems once the uh, first domino fell, we're starting to get this big change, big wave. Uh, And Grandy, I think you had a piece um, to start this thing off, if you want to take the floor, sir. Yeah, absolutely. So... We've been talking, this is now going to be the third straight podcast about mental health and destigmatizing it. And I am really glad to see we've gotten to the point where Carrie Price was able to do this and received very little backlash. Of course, you had your haters out there that are going to trash it no matter what, but he received very little backlash. So it's nice to see us get to the spot on mental health. But I do have one note about it. Um, there's a lot of people saying it's for substance abuse, but I also, let's be really clear about this. Substance abuse is just as much mental health issues as everything we've talked about in the past. You need help to kick it and if even if this is what Carrie Price is going through, good on him for seeking it on his own. I'm really glad. And one thing Friedman talked about on his podcast was how he's gotten DMs from 10, 15 people, he said so far, that have said Carrie Price going out and getting help made them go out, made them realize it's okay for them to go out and get help. And right there, that's the impact it had. I haven't told this story myself, but the reason I went into got therapy was listening to Dak Prescott talk about his issues with his mental health struggles. It made me realize I can't deal with this on my own. It's okay to get help. If even somebody who's a starting quarterback of an NFL team needs it, well, then why shouldn't I? So it really heartens me to see the advances we've made in this. And uh, I'll pass on the baton. Who wants it next? I can take it next, Randy. I think think you said a lot of powerful stuff there. I think, um, you know, for one, uh, applause to Carey Price for, you know, for – seeking out help, you know, that's hard for anyone to do. You know, we've mentioned this, we've talked about this. It's extremely hard for anybody to seek out mental and, you know, physical help for anything. It's just, you know, you feel weird, you feel vulnerable doing it and, you know, it's hard to do it, but applause to him for, you know, being able to do it and all that. But, um, you know, you really, you kind of just hit the nail there. You know, if a guy like Carrie Price, who's such a big inspiration to a lot of people, a big, name out there if he's able to you know talk about this whether 
like you said, even though it has to do with substance abuse, it's still a mental thing. If he's able to reach out about that, everybody should be able to reach out about that. Just because he's an NHL player doesn't make his mental needs any more important than anybody else. Anybody that's struggling with anything should be able to reach out and seek mental help. It doesn't matter what your status is, what class you fall in, how much you make, gender or age. Anybody should feel free to reach out to anybody if they need to talk to it. Your mental health is the most important thing to you. And I applaud him for doing it. I applaud Jonathan Druin for reaching out. I know Corey Crawford did it like two years ago. And I applaud Corey Crawford for like speaking out about some of the stuff he went through. And, you know, I, I hope just as the more, as the more these guys are reaching out and speaking up, I hope the more that we can, you know, have more athletes come out and talk about it. Cause I know a lot more deal with it that may feel afraid and vulnerable to speak out. So, you know, the the hashtag trend it's okay to not be okay that's been so revolutionized since guys have been speaking up and you know it that's exactly the case you know it's okay to not be okay and you know honestly if anybody here anybody listening or whatever is ever dealing with something like that never be afraid to reach out and talk to anybody because mental health is a very important thing and you should definitely be talking to someone if you feel like you need it so i applaud carrie price for taking that step and reaching out and getting help from the uh, players association. So applause to him. Absolutely. Uh, and great points, both of you boys, uh, just to piggyback, if uh, you don't mind, honestly, uh, hearing what you said, Grandy was actually a point I was going to make was, uh, you know, people look up the, these athletes in a sense are like our modern day superheroes where, the fictional world of Marvel and Zeldas and Metro, all that they have those heroes look up to. We have these people. How many things, as an athlete said, that stuck with you, usually to motivate? Uh, you may have worn their number because they're your favorite athlete. I've done that. So my lacrosse number was 19 because of Shane Doan. Uh, my numbers at work, when I go to type in anything, those are my favorite athlete numbers. Um, and to hear that was it just brings true my point. I mean, it's great seeing people that I look up to and others uh, getting help, and I hope this helps lift the stigma as you boys have uh, get eloquently really displayed. I mean, you guys really took the words out of my mouth here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's great. I am truly am happy, especially that it's the NHL. I mean, it's my favorite league, our favorite league. Excuse me, boys. I'm trying to take NHL from you guys. Um, doing it, and that makes me feel really good. That the NHL is listening actively and really, really trying to make a difference on something that uh, means a lot to all of us. Uh, Chase, any closing thoughts? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you boys hit everything very well and extremely well said. Um, obviously, you don't like to hear that someone's going through something like this, whether it is substance abuse or um, or, or whatnot. Um, just uh, it's unfortunate that uh, you know that that these things happen. Um, but definitely applaud him for seeking the help that he needs. Um, seeing the posts, you know, like from his wife and stuff like that was very moving. Um, you know, just essentially backing him a thousand percent. Um, you just, you just love to see it. Um, and obviously like Grandy kind of hit there's, there's some of, there, there was some hate thrown around, but for the most part, from what I saw, it was, um, pretty positive stuff and a lot of positive stuff going on and, you know, being thrown out there and said, and, you know, well wishes. And he's definitely in my thoughts and prayers, man. Um, whatever it is, if it is, you know, what it's rumored to be, it's, that can be, you know, a, a nasty, you know, dark hole to crawl out of, but he's obviously, um, in my opinion, done the hardest thing already, which is obviously admitting and, um, realizing that, you know, you, you do need help. So, um, not saying that, you know, the rest of the path is going to be easy or anything like that, but, uh, you know, just from personal experience, um, like I, you know, I, I would always kind of like try to kind of keep it internalized because you know, pride gets in the way and then, um, all that good stuff. So, um, but once you, once you kind of make that decision and, um, you know, actually go to see it through. Um, there's definitely bumpy days and, and stuff like that, but uh, I, I feel like that initial, you know, getting to that point is is probably 
the hardest, if not, if not the if not the hardest, it's pretty close to the hardest part of that that journey. Um, but obviously, pulling for him, pulling for his family, um, and I'm sure he's going to come out of this just fine. Um, and you know, we'll be here to see it through and kind of follow the story along. I always have liked Corey Price, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those things that, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, like I said, but, uh, good on him, man. I'm, I'm proud of him for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like riding a bike up a hill. The hard, the first few steps are kind of hard, but when you start getting in there, it, it gets easier. And that's, it's good. Good for him. Prayers to him and his family. Uh, speaking of kind of getting back to, uh, coyotes as a whole, uh, Hayden has been called down. We're not called down, I guess, sent down, whatever it's called, sent to Tucson. Uh, I just wanted to get your boys' quick thoughts on what you guys think this will be about. Haynes, I know you requested this in there. You want to say, you want to start it off, man? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the Hayton one kind of is an area that I feel like surprises a lot of people, but at the same time, doesn't surprise some people. You know, Hayton, as we know, has had not the greatest upbringing to the NHL. I think he was taken a little too high when he was originally drafted. And I think he hasn't been able to play enough or really showcase some of his skill. And it could be from the lack of sometimes at size, you know, he doesn't have the strength at times. And, you know, I know he's worked on that kind of stuff, but um, Hayden is still a guy who I really generally believe could be a tremendous top six player for us. And being with a coach like Tournier, who he knows very well and he's been with. I mean, that's a huge part for him. But, you know, the injury, I feel like at the same time, wasn't good. I'm not glad he got injured, but I feel like it's a good thing for his situation because I feel like going down the AHL, the AHL whether he spends part of the season, all of the season, two days down there, two games, whatever it may be, I feel like this is a good starting place for him I feel like you know he's really struggled at the AHL level just as he has at the NHL level so I really want to kind of see him really get that shot at the AHL to see well one can this guy you know turn these things around can he you know be a strong AHL player can he be strong enough to be called to the NHL and two can he produce well enough the AHL and transition that if he comes up to the NHL because my biggest worry in the day is if he's struggling in the AHL for a guy who was taken as high as he was who's to say he's going to do better than the NHL? This kind of brings me back to Jesse Poyarvi with the Oilers and, you know, longest time with him struggling to kind of crack in the NHL. And, you know, I hope for Hayton's case that doesn't end up like him. And I hope this year he really does have a breakthrough because I think he could be a big role. And he looked good at parts with Keller and Krause in the preseason. But, um, you know, yeah, I think it was um, – it was a shocker. I definitely had him in my open night roster. I definitely think he could have made it. Most people probably had him down going into it. But, um, it you know, I think it's going to be good for him. I think it, the time down there to really see how he develops in the AHL and can work in the AHL can do really good for him. So, I'm you know, I'm excited to see what he can do down there. But I, I would love to hear what your guys' thoughts are on this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm much the same way. I think he had a great preseason, the games he played. I think he was really forcing a difficult decision, which is what I wanted to see out of him. I didn't want it to be an easy decision to send him down, and it was exactly. If you listen to uh, Bill Armstrong's interview on the PHNX Coyotes show, great interview, by the way. I highly recommend, even if you don't listen to the full podcast, the first 15 minutes of it are the interview. Great interview. Absolutely fantastic interview. But uh, what he brought up was, yeah, he made it an incredibly hard decision. And at the time of the interview, he hadn't made his decision yet. That's exactly what you needed to see out of Hayton this offseason. Really glad upon himself. I'm really glad. I'm really glad that he almost made the team. But I'm even more glad that he's going to go down and play on what will be a much better Tucson Roadrunners team this year. Exactly. One thing that was forgotten about, the Roadrunners were a bad team last year, yes, but we didn't, our head coach is back. We had, what, eight guys for, that should have been Roadrunners last year that were in the practice, or, uh... Oh, Taxi I'm, squad? Yeah, the practice squad, whatever that was called. I can't remember what it was called now. Taxi um, squad? 
Yep, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Taxi, yeah. First time. Uh, but yeah, the Taxi Squad. So it's really nice to see, or it will be really nice to see him go and play in Tucson, play with Yannick, play with Michelli, and hopefully they do really well and they fight for a playoff spot because that would be great for all of their developments. But uh, anything you have to add to this, Chase? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, you know, like you guys have alluded to, it's been a bumpy start for Hayton. Um, you know, um, it's it's unfortunate, but I kind of think that, we, I mean, we've had this kind of conversation a couple times, uh, you know, th- throughout this process. And um, he was kind of one of those ones that we would go back and forth on, um, you know, and um like kane said I, I still do think he can definitely turn into a nice player for us um but with obviously where we're at with our rebuild and stuff like that and um you know we he does have a little bit more time to marinate down there and um you know elevate his game hopefully to turn into that um obviously in a perfect world you'd love to see him up and you know playing with the big club and you know excelling and, and doing well um but you know in a perfect world we wouldn't be in this nasty rebuilds either um you know it probably but nonetheless excited for it um and you know it's it's only going to get brighter from here um, you know, we've touched on it a couple times, multiple reasons why this season's going to, you know, kind of be dark and grim at times. But, uh, you know, I, I think I think this is probably what's best for him, man. I mean, um, like you said, Grandy, hopefully maybe they can make a run and, you know, get into playoffs down there. And, um, you know, that, that'd be probably a great confidence builder and just kind of, uh, you know, kind of start showing what it's all about, obviously. But uh, that's pretty much all I have on him. Um you know, wish him the best down there and um, hopefully, you know, he can, you know, succeed and maybe even become a leader of sorts down there um, and all that good stuff. So um, we'll be watching. Most definitely watching, uh, especially uh, the Tucson. I think we're going to try and maybe get an AHL TV thing going because that, that seems like a pretty fun team to watch. Honestly, all I really got to add is uh, I wish him well. Um, I think he's, he's definitely got, like you boys said, I mean, you guys really took the words right out of my mouth here. Um, but if it takes him a little bit, uh, that's great. I mean, I'm sure there's a Ted Lasso quote somewhere. I'm sure he, he would say something that's better than what I'm saying right now as I'm kind of stumbling. But, uh, Grandy, you said you, uh, got a quick aside for us. Yeah. So one thing I do want to add to this is I've seen a lot of Coyotes fans take this over baking prospects to the extreme. Just because we want to overbake prospects and we want them to essentially get better in the lower leagues before they come up doesn't mean you send down a prospect who's earned a roster spot. Because I've seen a lot of comments of, oh, it doesn't matter if you earned a, co- a roster spot, send them down, we're overbaking them. You can't do that. That's going to destroy a prospect's confidence. If a if Hayton knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was the best player on the ice, why shouldn't he make the team? You can't send him down if that had happened. And honestly, I think it might have had he not gotten injured. The injury made the decision a lot easier to send him down. But don't don't go to that serious of an extreme with the overbaking prospects. Yes, we're going to take our time with them. Yes, we're going to be more careful with them. But keeping them up isn't always a bad thing. Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to add to it. All right. Good aside. Good aside. Uh, I guess to relax your dress code, is this maybe a, uh, sign of, sorry, quick aside. If it's choppy, I'll do my best as an editor, get this fixed. Uh, anyways, like I was saying, um, the dress code has been relaxed with the coyotes and, I think we might be recruiting a special somebody. Boys, what do you what do you think here? You think we're trying to recruit a certain uh, Valley local? I've made that joke, but I don't think this honestly had anything to do with Austin Matthews. Um, we just kept going what we had last year because it doesn't make sense to go back. Yeah, I agree. Not, not every team relaxed their dress code last year. 
and not every team will relax their dress code in the future, <laughs> Islanders. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, but I think it's a great step, and I think it's another thing to let players show a little bit of personality, let them dress how they want. As we've seen with the Coyotes, it doesn't mean people are going to be unprofessional. It just means that they're not always going to show up in a suit and tie. And that's not the end of the world. I mean, let them show personality. Let them dress how they want. They're not toddlers. And that's really all I have to say about it. I mean, short and sweet. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I think so too. I mean, I think it's, I think we're just at this, and it's all sports. I think we're letting the youth movements kind of take over. And I think it's, it's great. I mean, if someone wants to rock a really cool t-shirt on the way to the ice, I mean, let them do it. Especially if it's a Chirpin' Yodi's t-shirt. Like, I'm not going to stop any player from wearing a Chirpin' Yodi's t-shirt, you know? So I say, hey, why not? Go with it. Let them, let them express themselves a little more. I'm cool with it. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't really see an issue with, you know, the NFL and, you know, the NBA now. There's, I mean, yeah, some of those guys show up to the NFL games in suits. You know, there is some of them. But, I mean, there's plenty of guys who show up there and, you know, in a pair of jeans and, a you know, a nice comfortable shirt or a old football player's jersey or whatever it may be. And, you know, I've seen NBA players show up in NHL jerseys. And, you know, I think it does. I think this is perfect chance to let NHL players really show uh, more of their personality outside of the ring. Now, you know. Some of those guys, like Keller, still rock some of, you know, the nicer stuff. I know Keller last year was, you know, would wear some of the Gucci stuff still. And, you know, you know they still like to wear their nice shirts that may be a little more pricey for most people to be able to, you know, purchase. But, I mean, they're showcasing their their personality in the day. I don't think it really takes any away from the sport. I mean, I don't understand. Me, personally, I don't understand what a guy show, showing up to the rink in a suit does to someone's opinion of them. I mean... I don't see someone in a suit and think, man, that really makes or breaks an opinion on me on how I think they are as a player. I mean, I'd rather see them show up in what they like to wear and be like, oh, they're like their style's cool. I like what uh, I like what their style is off the ice. I mean, this is it's perfect for the players. I think more teams are going to relax dress codes down the line. I know the Islanders, like you guys made the joke, probably are not as long as Lou Lamarillo's in charge up there, probably would never be relaxed. But um. Yeah, I think this is a perfect job for the Coyotes. A great step in the first direction. All it took was for a team to, you know, kind of be the first to go out there and say, hey, we're going to start this new movement. It's a youth wave. We're going to, you know, we're going to drop the, the suit mandate. Let these guys dress how they want to. And, you know, I think plenty of other teams, NHL teams are going to fall in their footsteps. Uh, I want to add two things real quick. One, that was a really cool graphic ESPN on the NHL just threw up where they measured the speed that the player took on the breakaway and then yeah. how we yeah, just all that. That was really cool. I just wanted to say that. And two, <laughs> I'm, it's my turn to burn bridges with a franchise. Oh. strict code. He has about the dress code and the facial hair and the, all of that is absolutely ridiculous. We watch players get traded to there where a facial hair is part of what they're known for and have to shave. Mary. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Even it's just, it's ridiculous. It's just, I'm sorry, Lou, you're a dinosaur. You're a great GM, but you're a dinosaur and I can't wait for you to get out of the league. <laughs> Lou Lamarillo is one of our listeners. That's the joke in all this is Lou Lamarillo is one of the podcast listeners. <laughs> We do have a listener in New York. Yeah, so that's going to be on the podcast. See what he says. You never know. Let him, let him debate his point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have much to add for, you know, like the relaxing of, of the dress code, boys. I mean, it is what it is at this point. It's 2021. Um, you know, things are changing, obviously. And um, the more that we get kind of away from things of the past uh, i feel like you know this is 
one of the big things is is, is going to be better. I mean, like uh, Grandy alluded to, <laughs> can't wait for the dinosaur to be out of the league. But uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't see any issue with this whatsoever. Um, I think you know everybody deserves to arrive to work comfortably and um, you know not have to. Um, you know, be dressed to the nines at all times. So um, obviously you'll still see players dressed, you know, up because that's just their style and stuff like that. But uh, at some point, just like everybody else likes to be comfortable when they go to work, just, I mean, let them be comfortable, man. Uh, but that's really all I've got for it. I just got two quick asides. One, I go to bed in a tux. And two, I mean, it's no surprise the Coyotes were the first to kind of like keep the relaxation. I mean, we've always from our inception have just been this different NHL team from the Kachina, like I've glossed on about before. We've always been kind of doing our own thing. We were a desert hockey team. We have a cool Kachina logo. We've had some really weird taglines, some snowman mascots. We've always done our own thing. And honestly, I'm not surprised we do something like this. And I'm glad, like I said, I like doing our own thing. We tread our own ground and I think it works for us. All right. So next, just a quick, I guess I know some people are mixed on the definition of success uh, for this team this year. Um, we all have our own opinions, our own thoughts, our own ways of seeing it. Just want to get your guys' quick thoughts before we get into kind of the other stuff. What you define, this is you personally, whatever you want to feel, you can say making the Stanley Cup a success, whatever you want to say. What do you personally define as a successful season for these 21-22 Coyotes team? Uh, I'd love to go know. first here. Hey, first, jump if, ahead. If go ahead, sir. The floor is yours. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely want to go first here. We actually talked about this last week on the uh, Howlers and Growlers on episode three of Howlers and We talked about kind of what would you define as a successful team. And for me this year, what I would think would be most successful is one of three things. One, who really – buys into the rebuild i know that when you start losing it's hard for guys you know to want to stay committed and not want to give up it's very hard when you're losing consistently so who's buying into this rebuild is one of the biggest things for us who's coming in every night and working their tail off you know because there is a lot of guys who are working for those roster parts who are working for their careers so who's coming in there really buying into the rebuild and you know is giving their all every night and two who is coming in knowing that they can take that next leap. Lawson Krause is a guy who's coming in who knows he can take that next leap this year on a team that's struggling. Clayton Keller could have a really good breakout this year. Carl Hutton could surprise everybody. Carl Vamalka could be a good guy this year. I mean, there's so many players on this team this year who really have this shot to really become much more of a role player, which they haven't been maybe before on other teams or before on this team. So those are really the two biggest areas. Who, who's really buying into what we're doing and who can have a breakout? Not only that, but I just want to know that this team is coming out every night, whether they're getting the snot kicked out of them or not, is just playing a full 60 minutes. The biggest issue I had with the Kais last year was on so many instances they would play Tampa or Washington and they would beat them very, very badly. And then they would go play San Jose, L.A., Anaheim, you know, play someone on the bottom, and then, you know, lose. And honestly, they didn't play Tampa and, and Washington last year. But, I mean, just in the last two, three years, they always seem to really show up for the big-name teams. But when a small bottom dweller came in, they just didn't seem to really want to care to win that hockey game. So success for me would be a team that really, no matter what their record in the day, is coming in and working their tail off every day, knowing there's guys out here that are playing for their careers, playing for their contracts. And guys, who you know, are coming here trying to take the next step and be a role leader on this team. Man, you. So, a real quick. Wait, wait, sorry, there you go. Okay. Was, All right. Um, I agree with everything. Uh, with everything Haynes is saying, I do have a couple things I want to add on to it. So for me, my biggest personal forms of success are going to come in our young guys taking steps forward, and in some of their cases. Let's be honest, if Clayton Keller has a 75-point season and really takes a leap, there's every chance he's traded at the end of that. So we, but, but him taking the step forward is huge for us either way, whether he's on this team next year or not. 
Um, but yeah, I want to see the young guys all take steps forward. Aside from that, this is where it's tricky ground. And this is where I know I'm making a lot of people mad when I talk like this. But with this team finishing without a top five pick and to get a top five pick, we can finish no worse than third worst in the league. (laughs) Finishing without a top five pick would be an absolute failure for this team this year. There is very little we can build on off of this team. This team is completely full of one-year veterans who will not be able to be re-signed if we succeed and are a middle-class team. Now, if we go out there and shock the world and win the Cup, that's a completely different story. I don't see that happening at all. (laughs) But there's nothing or not nothing. There is very little that is on this current roster to build off of long-term. You're talking about Keller, uh, Keller, Schmaltz, maybe Kraus, maybe Vizmilka, and Chikrin. And really, outside of that, the only untouchable is Chikrin. We need to finish bad as much as it sucks. We need this to step forward. If we don't finish with that, we're risking swimming in the constant pool of mediocrity like the Ducks have been for the last, what, eight years? Um, And then to top it off, another way to deem that this is a successful year is getting more assets in return. We already know we're going to trade Kessel, but trading some of these vets off to get assets back, having them have successful enough years that they have value at the deadline. This year isn't about this year. This year is about three years from now when we're taking steps forward. This year is about five years from now when we're competing for the playoffs and looking like we're on the cusp of being a contender. This year is for six, seven years from now when we take that step to be a true contender. And yes, I know those timelines are scary, but that's what a true rebuild looks like, and that's what a true rebuild of a team that has sustained success looks like. It's going to be some painful couple seasons, especially this one, because we just don't have a lot of our young guys that are going to be on this team long-term on this roster. And now that I have thoroughly depressed everyone, who wants to go next? You go ahead and go, Chase. All right, buddy. Um, I mean, yeah, pretty much you guys have hit the points that I kind of wanted to gloss over real quick. Um, anything that leads to us not having a top five pick is, I mean, charting into Arizona Diamondbacks territory. So definitely don't want to see that. Um, but agreed on, you know, the steps uh, being taken by some of the younger guys, whether it's, you know, be during call-ups or um, if it's down in Tucson or, you know, anything like that. Um, definitely, you know, anxious to see, you know, some growth and development there. Um, and then, um, obviously, you know, wanting, wanting um, the vets to have a good enough year to have value, but you know, not having the team, um, you know, have a ton of success. Because I mean, I mean, for this thing to work, for this vision and this plan that GMBA has um, enacted, um, we we need to you know finish with very few points. Um, and I, I'm sure you know. Uh, so it's just tough. I mean, obviously, you never want to wish that, you know, we're bad or anything like that. But, uh, you know, we've kind of touched at it on at nauseum at, at this point, um, you know, over over several episodes and stuff like that. It's, it's just where we're at. It's you just need to embrace it. I mean, obviously, these guys that are out here still playing for careers and stuff like that. I mean, they're they're going to give it their all and everything like that. But. Um, I, I, like, I mean, like Grandy said, there's just not a complete team here. There's holes everywhere. 
Um, there's some there's some decent nice players and stuff like that. And then obviously you've got our, our young core um, with the uh, untouchable up chick and and stuff like that. And the rest, I mean, kind of to be determined, I guess, if if they're actually going to be a part moving forward or not. But um, you know, it's 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 just kind of one of those things. So definitely need the top five pick. And definitely want to see, you know, our young guys and prospects take strides and, and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, that's, that's really all I have. You guys kind of, uh, you know, nailed everything that I kind of wanted to touch on. So, good job, boys. Very well put. And uh, what you got, Tanner? Uh, honestly, it's uh, been said. Uh, good wrap-up. That's, uh, that's it. So, hopefully, just tank it. Just embrace the suck and uh, lose a lot of games. So we can get that pick and start this uh, great five years from now. Uh, I sure hope, anyway. And real quick, I do want to clarify one thing. Just because of my depressing rant there doesn't mean I don't 100% agree with Haynes. I want to see this team compete every night. I want to see this team try. I just don't want to see us be good enough that we cost ourselves a pick and that's not on the players. That's on GMBA. He already kind of hinted and alluded at that. If we start out hot, he'll look at making some moves. He couldn't come right out and say it, but the hints were kind of there. Um, but the players, I want to play. I want them to play hard. I want them to prove that they have careers after this year. Carry on. All right. I think the next subject is going to be our Stanley Cup contenders. Uh, what do you, uh, what do you boys think? What do you got so far as uh, NHL wide? Obviously, I don't think uh, Coyotes are got their hat in that ring. But what do you boys think? Who's your your pick? You got to choose one. Let's make it interesting. You got to pick one and stick with one. Who's your guy? Okay, so if I have to pick one and stick with one, I'm kind of shoehorned here because it's my hot take. Toronto Maple Leafs, baby. Disgusting. Next. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I am going to go. I like Tampa, but I don't, I don't think that they're going to three P. They got pounded by the Penguins, but um, obviously they're, they're going to rebound. There's that team is so good, man. Um, But uh, I'm going to go relatively safe and, I'm going to go with my man Darcy Kemper, dude. I, I want to see him win a cup, so I'm going to go Colorado. Not bad. Pretty good one. I, uh, yeah, not bad. I um, I hate myself for saying this one, but uh, I guess if I had to, someone, I mean, I would say Colorado theoretically too, which doesn't make me happy, but I'm trying to be different. I want us all to have different. I hope I don't steal Tyler's here, but um, I'd say as much as I hate saying this one, I'd say Vegas. Nope, didn't steal mine. Um, I'm going. I'm going with the Evil Empire. <laughs> evil Empire, baby. Let the let them three peat. Let them do it. I say, let's see it. Let them win one without any, you know, no bubble, no reduced schedule, no whatever. Let them let them win a full season one. I'm here for it. Let the let the villains win. What do you mean, win. Kutrov's gonna? What do you mean, Kutrov's taking? He's gonna have COVID in air quotes this year, and he's gonna come back magically right before the playoffs start. What are you talking right, about? Right, exactly. It, it's it's all. <laughs> the, yeah. The, out. They're all in bed together. The Oilers are going to win the the overall draft numbers. It's all in cahoots. It's like WWE. But no, sir, I, I think they that they got it. I don't know. I just had this feeling the Evil Empire is going to win. Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> I can believe hey, that. why not? Let the villains win. The Empire Strikes Back's favorite Star Wars movie. So let, let the villains win. Let them strike <laughs> a third time. So, all right. Uh, now, wrapping back to our Coyotes, and then we'll do my question of the week. Uh, so, who are you picking for your goal leader? Mine's Louis Erickson. I don't care. Uh, who do you guys pick? <laughs> I'm going to go with Lawson Krause. I'm going to say he scores over 25 goals on that first line with Keller and insert name here at center. Um, yeah, I think with the increased play time, the not bad luck of hitting 15 posts, it felt like. <laughs> I- Due for a huge bounce back and a great year. Tyler, I'm going to hop on your train and go Louis Erickson. That's why you're called my main man, Chase, by the way. 
That's that's yep. where you got the nickname from. <laughs> my freaking boy. <laughs> I uh I, I'm gonna take my main man Grandy here. I mean, I just wrote an article that'll drop tomorrow on uh Kraus having potential to have a real big breakout season this year. He uh shot five point seven percent on seventy shots last year. If he gets even a I mean, he won't get close anywhere close to forty four percent like he shot in the preseason, but he could even if he could even sniff ten to even fifteen percent on shot percentage this year and scored 20 goals, that would be a, a godsend. I definitely think he easily could be the, the goal-scoring leader this year for the Coyotes. Just saying, most players finish in the 8 to 12% range, so the, he should regress to the mean. I went out and I acquired him. I made a point of trading for him in every hockey dynasty league I'm in. There you go. Well, there it is, folks. Your picks, official picks. I'm sure they'll age gracefully. Uh, now <laughs> let's do a uh, points leader. Mine again is Louis Erickson, the king, the man himself. <laughs> I'm going to go with him for everything. In fact, he's my favorite goalie. He's a favorite mascot, <laughs> my favorite points leader, my Stanley Cup MVP. He's, he's pretty much the entire league round, to be honest, boys. I'm embracing the meme this year. I got nothing else. Leave it, all right? leave it to Tyler to 100% embrace and overdo the meme. You have yeah. to. Someone's got to. So, so I can do the meme of us moving, or I can do the meme of Louis Erickson. I'll let you guys pick. I'll let you choose. Because Houston's a great area, by the way. Love it. Love it over I there. I will jump on and kind of I piggyback don't. on my Lawson Krause as goal leader and say Louis Erickson. Leighton Keller. Oh, you know, I should have gone my boy, but I'm bracing Keller dishing to Lawson Krause and Clayton Keller dishing to. Jacob Chikrin and Clayton Keller dishing to insert name here at center. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can definitely see that one. That's actually the route that I was going to go. So I'll, I'll differ a little bit here and I'll go with Chick. Um, I think he's probably, um, I, I think he's going to score a solid amount of goals this year. Um, obviously can create from the back end as well. Going to get some power play time and, and all that good jazz up there on the first pairing. So I'm going to go Chikrin on this one. You guys you guys both hit both areas I want to. I think either Chick or Keller could easily be your points leader this year. I think Keller can easily be a big setup man for Kraus and vice versa. And I think Chick, obviously, manning the blue line back there is going to be a big – Big, big, big help out there on D. So, I, I, yeah, I definitely would say either Keller or Chick are your points leaders this year. Honestly, I'm going with Keller, too. Like, my non-meme pick, my goalie pick, oh, 100%. It's Louis Erickson. I don't care. I'll embrace the meme. My points leader, yeah, <sighs> is definitely Keller. I'm getting his white jersey as soon as I can, as soon as I uh, get all that sorted out. And I'm ready for it. I'm ready for him to take a big step this year. I don't want him to get traded, to be honest. I really want him to stay, but... If it means we win a Stanley Cup in six years, I guess, I guess I'll allow it. Uh, so another quick question, boys: Who do you think will make? I guess we kind of said it with this, but who else? Let's say who else will make improvements uh, besides your points? You guys, so you know, said some nice stuff about Keller and Cross, but who else do you think was gonna show some improvements? Louis Erickson. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and say Louis Erickson for you, Tyler. I think. Uh... <laughs> I think you know. I mean, you look good, and you uh, look good. I mean, it's a change of scene. It's a change of scenery. I mean, logistically, I mean, usually uh, most of the time, a change of scenery really helps a guy. So I think, uh, you know, I think Louis Erickson could uh, make a huge improvement and all that being in Arizona. So you know, I'll take the dark horse and go Louis Erickson. You know, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna look at the layup. I'm gonna see the layup. I'm gonna drive in for the layup, and not take it. And then I'm going to pass out for the three-point shot, and I'm going to take Christian Fisher. Nice. Oh, that's a good one. Fisher, I'm, when I say improve, you also have to understand, I'm not talking about him being a top-six player. I still think he's a really solid bottom-six player as currently constructed. But I think he'll finish around 15 goals, 30, 35 points, be a beast along the boards. Um. One of my main complaints with Kraus, actually, I don't know if you all saw, but somebody tracked puck battles last year, and Kraus was l l dead last in the league for percentage of one puck battles. 
mm. was below guys. I, everybody else around him was below five foot eleven, or else just a pure sniper who don't engage in puck battles. That one was disheartening to see. But Christian Fisher was actually on the inverse of that. He was on the top 20 for one battles. He's good along the boards. He hits. He does all this stuff you want a bottom six grinder to do. He just gets way too much hate on this team because he was expected to be a bottom six player because of, or a top six player, my bad, because of how he started. But I'm going to say, even the ones that give him all this hate, they're still going to give him the hate because I don't think there's any way that they don't. But they'll even admit begrudgingly he had a better year. What about uh, what about you, Chase? Um, veering off of uh, you know what players have already come up, I'm going to go Victor Soderstrom here. I'm I'm really looking um, for him to um, like like we kind of alluded to and pre-recording and stuff like that. Um, Capo being out for a bit it kind of opened the door for him. Um, Personally, I'd, I'd like to see him take this opportunity and run and never give it back. But, um, you know, that remains to be seen if it'll happen. But um, I think I think he's got all the tools like that to solidify his spot here. And this is a hell of an opportunity for him. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, he takes it and runs with it. He's got everything that um, that, that is needed back there. Um and you know it's just about unlocking at this point and consistently playing you would see brilliant flashes from him you know when he was up and playing um last year and stuff like that so um that's where i'd like to see the improvements go and um i'll be watching to see if it comes to fruition or not but uh that's where i'd like to see it i'd like to switch mine actually real fast i want to actually say nick schmaltz the more i thought about it I think Nick Schmaltz actually, despite the fact that he most games looks very, very, very invisible on the ice, I think Nick Schmaltz will greatly benefit from kind of now having, I guess, a little bit more of a bigger role now with a lot of your bigger players gone. I think Nick Schmaltz, as long as he can really work on some of his game and make himself more present on the ice and noticeable, I think he could have a vast improvement this season. All right. Yeah. Tyler, who you got? You know, I'm cheering for him. I hope he improves. Although the memes are really funny. Uh, our goalie, Button. I hope. Uh, I hope he does good. You know, I don't think anybody wants to be that goalie that's chosen for a team that's trying to tank. I'm sure that doesn't feel good. I don't think I would like it. But I, I hope. I hope he has a really good season. Not good enough to you know, make us contend for anything, especially mediocrity, but yeah, good to where he feels good and he does good enough. You know, that, that's, that's all I really want for him. <laughs> Don't steal too many. <laughs> Real quick. Since yeah, nobody I, I can imagine it, being throwing the wolves like that. Real quick, since nobody mentioned him, I just want to throw out my layup as a uh, honorable mention. Louis Erickson. Nope. I don't know if you guys are, have been paying attention or not. But somebody was named Jacob Chikrin's start or defense partner for their first game of the season. And it was not the widely expected name. I think Connor Timmons is going to have a fantastic season. Um, I think he's really going to improve. I've talked before about how much I love this kid. And I think you may not see stats from him, but you're just going to see all-around solid, steady play. Um, I just wanted to give him a shout-out because he's, he's, he's going to be so good. That works. Uh, then, so quickly, quickly, uh, how about our declining guys? Anybody you see taking a real, just, I know we're all on decline, but anybody you see taking a big decline worth notable? Uh Tyler, you're going to hate me. Carter Hudson. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Um, I still believe in him, though, so it's fine. He hasn't been a good goalie for years. He's 35. And let's be 100% completely honest here. 
he was signed for one reason and one reason alone. To be mm-hmm. and at the head of the tank. I think you're going to see a reminiscence of last season with him. And despite him dominating the barely skating, shooting at half speed Vegas Golden Knights in preseason, I just don't think that's going to hold much weight come regular season. Um, I think he's due a bad year, and I think we're going to see a lot of bad goals let up. Uh, what about you, boys? I am right there with you, Grandy. Um, I think he's going to uh, be more of the same, and uh, you know, and, and like we've alluded to, that's exactly what we need. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, not much to add to it at that point. What about you, boys? I went on. That Antoine Rousseau, I feel like he's not getting talked about. I feel like the only reason I feel like he could really have a decline this year is just the whole, in terms of the game, moving towards the direction of smaller and faster, more speed, more skill. And Rousseau's one of your slower, older guys who's very physical. I mean, yes, he's big in the area of protecting guys, but in terms of production, I don't see much from him. So I think he could be a very non-noticeable player this year. Well, see, my decline guy, I'll probably go spare. I don't know. I feel like he's kind of in the tank mode, too. And he'll kind of just reflect that. And I don't know. I don't necessarily blame him. That's all I really got. To be honest, I think we're just going to all decline. But that's okay. Because that's why we're here. And in a couple of years, we'll do really good, and this will all just be a really painful, drunken memory. So, I find with that said, boys... I find it funny you threw out Ghost Bear. That seems so random. Yeah, it was random. I was just like, I don't know. Trying to be someone I, different. Somebody said the usual. I'm like, well, I'll just pick uh, that guy. I would have pointed him at a little I, at a room. I think his defensive partner, was who was my second option, could be real bad this year. Strawman is not good defensively, and we're asking him to take on a defensive stopper role. This is going to get ugly. It's supposed um, to be. It was by design. Yeah, exactly. So that's okay. I love you, Ghost Bear. Don't decline too much. No, we need him to improve so we can get a second-round pick for him next offseason. That's a solid point. Then in my luck, it'll probably be Louis Erickson. I'm probably eating all the memes, but you know what? That's okay. I eat all the memes anyway, so... In all fairness, I don't think you can improve beyond not in the end. Or I don't think you can get worse than not in the NHL at all. So I think it'll be better no matter what. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I couldn't hold back the laughing there when you said that. That's pretty much like the same. I mean, it, I don't mean to laugh, but I mean, it's the same situation with like Andrew Ladd. Like, I don't think you can get any worse unless you don't play a game again in the NHL this year. Like, I think I, Andrew Ladd, as long as I he plays more than four games this year, already has done better than he has in the last two years. I don't know. He looked really bad in preseason. I mean, I mean, but this team's not going to look good. So, I mean, in all honesty, we're going to, we're probably going to see a lot of him. I mean, we might see a goalie carousel this year of people playing. No, I think we're going to see all three of Hutton. Corner and Vezmelka play at some point this season, not due to injury. I think even Prozatov can. No, I agree, and I think Prozatov can get caught up. And I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe not playing, but I wouldn't be surprised at some point seeing even a guy like Dave Tinday getting caught up. I think we call up. I'm going to say we call up Dave Tendick before we call up Prozatov. It seems we don't want guys on the roster that matter long term. That that makes sense. I don't want to like ruin their confidence, even, especially the guy like Pozitov. Yeah, and I think this this offseason as has proven this front office isn't isn't very much in the save attended corner because he saw zero time outside of one period during the rookie tournament. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I just don't think the uh, front office sees very much in him. So I think he could get called up at some point, play his first games. I hope we don't call up Prozvatov because I don't want to see him behind this defense 
Uh, I just don't want to see his confidence destroyed. I feel like if bringing a guy in and asking him to tank, especially in a goal position, is a hard thing to do, and it really can mess up your confidence. And I, and especially because I still believe Prozatov's, especially with Hill being gone, I think Prozatov's your future goaltender. And I don't want to put him into the line of fire behind this defense, knowing we're going to be maybe getting blown out a lot of games this year. And I don't want to ruin his confidence because his two games last year in the NHL were. I mean, look at the two teams he played. I mean, he played Vegas and he played, or he played Minnesota and he played Colorado. I mean, those aren't wouldn't be one to be the two games I'd want to go in for my first NHL games. And he came in, we started for one, he came in for relief for the other, and he didn't look good in either one. And that's got to hurt his confidence level. So I wouldn't want to throw him into a whole season knowing that this is the guy we trust in our franchise. But let's put him in now while we're going to be very bad for the next few years and just, you know, destroy his confidence in the crease. So I definitely agree with you, Grandy. I don't see him possibly getting a call this year and getting a shot to play. Yeah, no, and I don't want – and that's my big thing with him. I don't want to see the – I don't want to see his confidence get shattered. That's yeah. why I want to see him up. I want to see him just play – in the AHL. I want to see Hayton called up at some point because I think that's important for him, important for his future. But in all mm-hmm. of us, Soderstrom, Yannick, Michelli, let those guys stay in the AHL all year. Yeah. Let them Kirk, let those guys all stay down there. That. Yeah, exactly. Let Kirk and all those future franchise players stay down in the AHL and do exactly that mature and in progress in the HL until the future's upon us and then have those guys in ready to roll. Yeah. Progress in a winning, the winning um, environment, which I think is something that so many prospects miss because they're drafted to bad teams is playing in a winning environment. Cause getting out of that mindset is hard. And we've seen so many rebuilds fail because of that. So I think them playing in a winning environment in Tucson could be huge for their future. Anyways, I think it is time for Tyler's question of the week, is it not? Uh, kind of low on the time, though. So we'll probably have to cut it short this week. Well, this week was our long one. We knew that going in. That's a good point. Okay, well, that's an easy one. I made it easy because I wasn't sure how much brain power I'd have left over from this episode so been inspired by a recent game release last friday good old metroid a love of my life i thought it'd be kind of cool to bring out samus per se but a give me a fictional character you'd want to see on the coyotes abilities and all why not you can pick goku saitama you know who cares doesn't matter so i'm just some lighthearted, real easy nothing too hard to think about just because uh this episode was a doozy so you boys are ready to go first? I can go first. I chose mine. Obviously, I made the question, so I had time to pick. But Yeah, go first, since I Honestly, usually take yours. Yeah. Well, this one you won't take. I would be surprised if this was your pick, actually. I would be shocked. Um, but honestly, I'm going to have to go with uh, Samus. Keep, keep the theme. I wasn't going to. I was, going to, I was debating between a couple, but ultimately went with her. Uh, I guess both tie in that Coyotes are both childhood team I like, and she's childhood hero that I like. But also, she just looks cool. And I think Coyote's colored armor, especially if you base with reverse retro, which the gravity suit kind of looks like it with the purple and the tan, I think it'll look great. And, you know, having a mechanical suit of armor on the ice, pretty beneficial, especially with all her abilities. So, yeah. Who wants to go next? You know what? I'm going to go, and I want to say Sonic. Just get that speed out there. Let the rest of the game come. Just get that speed out here. There, we've seen Grabner burn guys. We've seen McDavid burn guys. Let's get some guys that can burn. Sonic is a good one. I like that. We had him, Grabner. Like you said, he was Sonic, old Sonic, but he was there. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I think I would have to go with hmm. Ethan Winters. He's undestructible. Indestructible. Yeah. Absolutely just that you can get destroyed <laughs> six different ways and he just pours juice on himself and keeps on going. <laughs> um I am gonna go with let's see here. I'm gonna go with Kratos, God of War. 
Um, just, I mean, no real reason or anything like that. He's just a BA dude, man. And um, big, strong. I got to say, that pick is very chase. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate yeah. goon, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Kratos, buddy. Good what choice. What? I uh, think y'all finally, for once, so far during the show, I think y'all have stumped me. I do not have a definitive – I don't even have a wow. person in my mind that I can my think of as an answer. easiest question, the one I was like, yeah, easy softball one. Got you. Dang. I'm sorry. I, I, I guess I don't I don't keep enough eye out on the fictional character, I guess, to keep an eye out for. I don't, I don't know. Me, I guess. I, I feel like <laughs> – fictional character. On the ice, maybe I can do this. <laughs> I'm, I'm fictional enough. <laughs> I guess to be frank, I've never met Haynes in person. I've only heard his voice. So to be honest, I mean, I guess in a way, he's no real more real than Samus is. So <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know one. No? Okay. No. You guys stumped me. Tyler, way to go. You finally – your check what? finally pays off for once this week. You finally right. stumped me on one. Somewhat one for four, one for five, right? Something like I that. I know. After, right? after I absolutely killed on the first three of them. And oh, yeah. Now I'm just absolutely. First three or four. And now I'm just. Yeah. I got to know this question of the day, question of the week. Ahead of time. Advance, man. Come on. I need, I need yeah, to do a little research. Giving it ahead oh. of time ruins the fun. What about like. On the spot. What about like Donkey Kong? There you go. There's some there more. There you go. That's yeah. He's crazy. Donkey Kong, whenever I played with him in Mario Kart, was like wild, was all over the place. He had a bunch of antics, but he was also physical. So I feel like he could be a cool guy to have the coyotes. Well, there you go. I guess I'll still take the stump, though. I'm still counting it. You admitted defeat, so I'm still counting it. <laughs> well, that said, boys, are you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, sounds good to me. As always, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Um, and look forward to talking more hockey as the season gets under the way and we start seeing some games. Um, but it's always a pleasure talking hockey with you boys. Thank you guys as well. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for giving us your time of day. Uh, remember to rate us five stars, leave a, uh, leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, reach out to any of us on Twitter. And Ryan Donato scores the first goal in Seattle Kraken history. Oh, yeah. Just Live on it. the air. There Live on the air. Look at that. <laughs> Breaking news. All right. From all of us here at the Chirpin' Yotes, we will see.